0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with New Age Insider's Chief of Staff, D.C. Matthews,
1: and the unendorsed, Doc Manson.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year. I want to hear it. There are questions to answer and wrestlers to rank and it's full of good cheer. Uh. It's an NAI 150 time of year.
1: So what does that mean? What is an NAI 150?
0: I told you about this last week. How are you not listening?
1: No, I know, but, you know, I kind of have to believe that every episode could be somebody's first episode. And so, I, I, you know, just trying to... Play the play the part of the audience or get here, uh, and just you know, just trying to get some information for the, those new listeners, so you can you know give some context, some proper background.
0: Well, if this is your first time listening to DDT Wrestling, I'd like to welcome you to the show. That's Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I'm DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. The NAI One Fifty Doc. Yes, is a. DC. Com- is a comprehensive survey on the world of pro wrestling. 150 questions ranging from all-time favorites, all-time moves and finishers. Your thoughts on WWE, NXT, the independent and international promotions, nerd questions, music and wrestling questions. You want it, for the most part, you've got it, in NAI 150. And I have been probably, if you're not a new listener, I have probably been as annoying as I possibly could be to try to get people to fill out the NAI 150. Doc's nodding, so he knows I'm right. So that's what it is. I encourage you to go to newageinsiders.com, click the News and Articles section. I figured out how to sticky the link to the surveys up there on the forum, so it's the first thing you see when you click on it. And later in the show, or even right now if he wants to, I do have some questions, not all, but some questions that I will pose to my esteemed host co-host. The only wrestling fan I know with an actual Ph.D. from a Division I university. Does that matter in academics, whether or not the university you went to is a Division One school? Probably to somebody. Anyways, I have some questions for Doc Manson He, I'm sure, has been thinking long and hard About how to obstruct those Ugh. questions <laughs> Long Did you like hard? Be- Did you like Beavis and Butthead When you were a young whippersnapper Are you saying you didn't like Beavis and Butthead When you were a young whippersnapper I enjoyed the movie more than the TV show Okay, fair
1: enough I actually think that's probably fair some of the TV show was rather plotting and
0: broken up by the music videos and stuff so that was the part that i I didn't get because I didn't listen yeah. to a lot of that music so
1: no fair enough uh, but yeah Beavis and butt do America
0: heck of a film I I, heck of enj- a film. I enjoyed that movie I especially liked that Robert stack from unsolved mysteries was the <laughs> voice of the government official that was my favorite part
1: all right well um I don't know what uh, did you want to do some 150 stuff? Well, here's, here's,
0: here's the... (laughs) (laughs) Well, nothing says podcast gold that asking questions to someone who doesn't want to answer them. Have you taken... DNII 150, have you gone to their website? Have you clicked the links and taken the survey there? What,
1: do, you, do you not have the analytics on that? You don't uh, have people's IP addresses? You're
0: not hunting them down? And I, I do not have IP addresses. the addresses. I only am identifying them by, if they choose to fill out the demographic survey, there is a demographic survey which asks for your relative age, your relative location, how long you've been a wrestling fan. But no, I am not hunting but even people still,
1: down. If, okay, so I did go to the NAI uh, site and take a quick peek at this. It seems to me like you've got several well, more than several, let's say was it 11 surveys or something like that?
0: 11 surveys, all told 150 questions.
1: So the demographic survey is a separate survey from the other surveys. Yes. So theoretically, you could get people answering some of the surveys but not taking the demographic one so you don't even necessarily have one survey from every person that took it?
0: Well, I thought. I,
1: I, didn't, I didn't explain that very well, but you understand what I mean? Where a single person might not fill out all 11, so you might have eight answers to the first survey and only two
0: answers to the demographic survey. Is that true? Could that be the case? Yes. I thought that asking a literal 150 question survey from start to finish might be a bit lengthy. You think? for the ADHD short attention crowd that exists in the world today. And I'm not, speaking, peaking, I am not picking on wrestling fans in particular. I feel the whole world's that way at this point. So I broke it up into 11 pieces. So yes, a lot of people have filled out the first two surveys, all-time greats, and uh, thoughts on moves and finishing moves. Not as many people have done the other ones, though that was in part by design. There's a whole section on WWE, NXT, and the indies part of which asks you... Oh,
1: man. I want you to ask me the Indies one.
0: No. Please. I intentionally left those out. Maybe next week we'll, I'll ask you the questions. What promotions do you watch? None of them. What was the best match of 2015? I didn't watch any of them. The one with the dong style. So... The questions in those surveys ask for what was the best match, what was the best event, or pay-per-view. Since TLC, TakeOver, and Ring of Honor's final battle haven't happened yet, I didn't. I encouraged people to wait on those surveys. Surveys are open until the end of Monday Night Raw on Monday, December 28th. So we've still got two and a half weeks for people to take these surveys. That but means see, you, Doc Manson. The problem with that is when's the last pay-per-view, the 28th? No, but I just extended it through. Uh-oh. I figured so. I there are lots of people who have been painstakingly poring over these questions and tweeting me that they're really trying to think about their answers. So they wanted more time, and people are busy see, with finals. People are busy with the holidays. So I wanted to give people a lot of time. I be-
1: see, see. See, that's the reason why I, I looked at the surveys and I immediately clicked away. I got discouraged because I looked at like the first survey, all time greats and you were asking not just for like one example of these categories but three and i was like my god man i cannot spend the time of actually pouring through my memories but you would,
0: you didn't have to you could i said up you two. asked for three i was going to give you three I sh- perhaps I should have said up to 3 choices because there were plenty of people that only did one there were plenty of people that skipped questions all of that I was think you okay. may you
1: may have specified that that was okay and that's fine but I still saw it there and I saw the challenge and instead of you know doing anything I just kind of shut down and said
0: well I don't really need to do this. So, for example, I asked some people the very first question is who is your favorite wrestler of all time? So, since we're going to continue to talk about this subject, I'm going to. I'd rather just talk questions. around it instead of actually. You go the circuitous route. I will push and press for information. Doc Manson, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Hulk Hogan. Okay. That's fine. You are one of. You are now the second person to say that. One of two. One of two. Someone else wrote that down. But I've I've been going through the results. I'm not going to do a whole results thing yet because that comes later after the survey has closed. But I have been looking at the results a little bit, trying to get a system of organization for ranking. And Hulk Hogan has only been listed one other time. John Cena has only been listed one time. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Ask me
1: to pick three all-time grades, favorite wrestlers, whatever – it's really hard to answer that question, right? I want to say Hulk Hogan because, he, as a kid, I was all about Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, nowadays, you ask me that question, and I don't know that I would still say that, but when I think back on my life as a wrestling fan, and, you know, who held the most sway over me over given times, I mean, I'd be remiss not to say Hulk Hogan, right? But I don't necessarily know that it's it's currently true.
0: I did the same thing. I listed Bret Hart. He is not my current favorite wrestler of you know, at the moment. <clears throat> but as a kid, I was a huge Bret Hart fan, so he was the guy I grew up with. So I did list him as one of my favorites of all time. I also fair listed enough. William Regal, who is a more current favorite. As a as an adult going through the network, I can truly appreciate how amazing William Regal was. So,
1: okay, fair enough. Um, so if I had to give you another name on that list, uh, Mick Foley for sure.
0: I I could have just penciled that in. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I mean it's goes without saying. Probably
1: he's amazing, and all the different faces of Foley just you
0: know help into that. Cause he got to have such a wide range. So this is why I wish I, there was a way for me to do this because now my follow up is who is your favorite face of Foley? Of hmm. the of the four, the man himself, mankind, Cactus Jacker, Dude Love. Which one did you enjoy the most?
1: Well, I'm probably going to say the man himself because I think I got the most enjoyment. Out of his books, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, like if I really had to gauge that, but I mean, in terms of you know just
0: wrestling wise, uh, I think I put mankind above the others, I would do the same, and I will say this there's a section called "Nerdy Questions: Things on video games, books, uh movies, things like that. <clears throat> One thing I've learned, the neighborhood, not big readers. Whole lot of people whole lot of people saying I don't think I've ever read a wrestling book and that's just fine if you haven't. Yeah, most of them are terrible. I'll be honest. Most of them are terrible. I can go ahead and announce this. There's one question that says, What is the best wrestling autobiography of all time? And I can say right now, have a nice day wins. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I think it's gonna win by three or four times the next highest voter. And what also what I've noticed is doing some of the quick percentages for scores as of now. A lot of parody. A lot of different choices, a lot of different ideas. No real runaway winners, except for this one question, which I do want to talk to you about. And I I alluded to this on Twitter today that we were going to have this conversation. Here was one of the questions Uh, You are in a dark alley surrounded by hoodlums, people who are going after you.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait. I don't want you to explain the question yet. I haven't been able to give you my third
0: answer. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Third answer. Huh. Uh, now you don't have one, so now we just. Well, see, I thing. do. Ha- I
1: the problem is now. See, here's the here's the thing. You want me just to list off. Like my favorites of all time, fine. But when it gets down to three, this feels like I'm making a value judgment. It feels like I have to say, oh, I enjoyed this person more than another person you who doesn't get onto my list. You can say
0: those two. You can say those two. No, but that's not, that's, 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 that's not the rules.
1: That's, that's, that's not the rules. That's not the rules. The rules were as I have to pick three of my all time favorites. So, Up I, I, to again, three. to
0: me, that means there's a ranking involved. I, no, it's just three. I'm not ranking them. I'm not assigning point totals to who. But you if wrote. I give
1: you two now, that's going to put me at four, not three. Now I'm over the limit. So once again, up to three. And if it's up to three, I'm still, I'm still cheating here. Anyways, just to throw out there, those names: uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, so you're going with four. I guess so. I mean, if I had to choose one over the other. God, I don't know if I could. Because it's like two sides of the coin, right? Macho Man, I really loved what he did in the ring. I loved the personality over the top. Jake the Snake... I liked his psychology, you know, I liked the way he talked, I liked the way he delivered a promo all down low, uh, there, there's just different, th- I don't, they're almost not comparable because I liked very different things about them, you know what I mean? Okay, um, well,
0: and there are questions on who gave the best promos of all time, who had the best ring psychology of all time, and I will admit, I designed, when I wrote that question, who had the best ring psychology of all time, Jake Roberts was what I thought was going to be the runaway answer, it's not. He's up there, but he's not the winner right now. I can't remember off the top of my head who is. <clears throat> but Bret Hart. What was that? Is Bret Hart in the running? Uh, he's up there too, but I think Jake Roberts had more than he did. I can't I, I can't remember right now. Hmm. But and I would look, but that would require typing, and then you could hear it on the audio, and that would be weird. That, this is not the results show. Yep, fair enough. There is an Oscar coming to say hello to you. Did you see the door open, or did you see him on the floor? I saw the door slowly open, which reminded me of all those horror movies you love and I detest. Oscar, say hi. Bark into the microphone. Or not. You might try to eat the microphone. Or yawn. That's fine, too. Um, Here's something. We'll we'll do a quick transition here. Best feud of all time. I think you've No, no, no. Wait.
1: You can't even... But you started giving the follow-up question had to be the one I interrupted you before,
0: the one in the dark alley. <clears throat> but I was making the segue because you mentioned Randy Savage and Jake Roberts, which reminded me of when you said that their feud with what was something that's memorable to you. So okay. I thought maybe you would include that in one of your feuds of all time. But if you want the dark alley question, oh God, <clears throat> you're surround. <coughs> you're in an alley surrounded by people who ha- who wish who wish you ill. Um. Who is the one wrestler that you want to have your back in that situation? The one wrestler? Well, you can list up to three, but the question was, who is the one wrestler that you would want to have your back? And again, there's a specific reason for me to write this question, but who would be right off the top of your head, you don't need to give me three, just give me one guy that you think you would want to have your back in a brawl. Glory, glory, Brock Lesnar! It's the only way you can say his name now. So I'd like to apologize to the eardrums of all the people listening to DDT Wrestling, because they're probably bleeding. <laughs> um, he is the runaway... Favorite in that category. I mean, how well. could he not be? Because I know what the right answer is. This is one of those questions that I honestly feel there is a right answer, and I love Brock Lesnar, but it's not him. Naked Midian was brought up. That's a clever choice. I give bonus points to the person who came up with Naked Midian because that is someone who probably would scare off the attackers. I'm just gonna okay. So, say. Who, who's the right answer? <clears throat> the right answer is a man named Tonga. Fafita, And if you don't know who Tonga Fafita is, he is better known by his WWF name of Haku or his WCW name of Ming. That is the right answer. And in case you don't know why, allow me to quote from Wikipedia and other various sources as to why I believe that Ming, that's who I call him, is the obvious choice. In a radio interview, and I'm quoting here, <clears throat> Goldberg said, quote, I guarantee you the Steiner brothers and Ming and the Barbarian would have made a huge splash in the MMA world. I don't know of a human being alive that could take out Ming in his prime. I really don't. One story I remember was when it took like 13 guys to get him out of a bar with Ric Flair. He was pepper sprayed. He laughed at the cops and then broke the handcuffs right in front of them. This was a totally different human being. End quote. I'm not done. On march march third, nineteen eighty nine, Ming got into an altercation with some men at the Baltimore Airport bar who called wrestling fake. During the fight, Ming bit the nose off of one of the men. He stated, Yeah, it was in the Baltimore airport. There was a hotel there. We were staying at another hotel. Music was playing and it was packed. It was during the week. Me and some other guy went over, and there were lots of guys there. So five guys just sitting over came over and talked about the fake stuff. Those Aren't you those fake wrestlers, those fake wrestlers on TV? So I said, yeah, I'll show you. And I reached over without thinking. There are four other guys there. I grabbed his face, and I bit his nose off. That's when the fight started. Me and Siva kind of cleaned house there and left. I'll never forget it. End quote. I still have more, but I... <laughs> I just, there are stories upon stories. I'm going to quote this last one because it's from Jake the Snake Roberts, one of your four favorite wrestlers of all time. Jake the Snake Roberts said during one of his shoot interviews, quote, if I had a gun and was sitting inside a tank with one shell left and Ming is 300 yards away, he's mine, right? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is jump out of the tank and shoot myself because I don't want to wound that son of a bitch and have him pissed off at me. End quote. I guess so.
1: Now, I again, mean, Maybe, is there a possibility that Ming was just tough for 1989? Because, you know, ultimate fighting wasn't a thing back then, and, you know, just, just put it I out don't, there.
0: I don't think Brock Lesnar is a bad answer. If it wasn't for the fact that Ming is who I have him in my mind as... Brock Lesnar probably would be the runaway answer. But just take a minute if you need to, neighborhood. Go online and just look for Haku tough stories, and you'll spend a few hours just learning what, you know, there are only two men that Andre the Giant was afraid of. One of them was Harley Race, and the other one was Haku. So, but again, Brock Why Lesner, was Andre
1: the Giant afraid of Harley Race?
0: Because uh, Harley Race is another guy with a reputation of being a very hardcore tough man even though he had a perm Hmm. i mean i
1: was gonna i mean i would say if i had to give a second answer to that question uh not having not known about ming previously my runner up for that would have been andre the giant just based off of sheer size i think that's a
0: fair answer he's got i mean in his prime obviously oh yeah in his in his prime i think you he's probably i think you go brock ming Andre You know, people have given all sorts of answers And again, there's lots of ideas You know, The Undertaker's not somebody I'd pass up um, sure. I wouldn't pass up Vader Nope I wouldn't pass up, you know, somebody mentioned Kurt Angle Ken Shamrock mm-hmm. All good choices uh, Somebody said Seth Rollins Because he could probably do some cool flippy stuff Somebody said Dan Am- Dean Ambrose Because he's crazy So those are some modern choices. I wouldn't go that route, but if you wanted to, I'm sure they would help in a fight. But uh, so that was another one of the questions. So all I'm saying, and we can continue this at the end if you want, but we're 20 minutes in. We haven't talked about food yet, which is promising. Uh, Mm. But I do want to get... I'd like to point out... You brought it up this week I'd I like just to point out over. you brought up food So I technically
1: was, you brought it up You brought up the subject
0: I was going to just gloss over it and say, But you did bring it up I did have some pretty good latkes yesterday I'm just going to say I had some pretty good latkes last weekend uh, Does Mrs. Manson make them from scratch? She does Does she Wait. grate the potato? Does she Shred the potato? Is that how she makes them?
1: Oh, so uh, it's a mixture. Um, We take a food processor and we make, you know, a pretty uh, fine pulp uh, from the potato. But then we also get a hand grater and we mix the two together. So you end up with, you know, a pretty good consistency on the inside. And then the outside with those potato bits end up... When they get fried, almost being like a layer or a coating of potato sticks.
0: It's, uh, it's pretty delicious. What kind of oil do you use?
1: Oh, I'd have to ask her. I don't know off the top of my head.
0: And do you prefer them warm or cold?
1: Uh, hot. Piping hot. And do you prefer them with sour cream or applesauce?
0: I prefer them plain. I enjoy the flavor of no. The, they're both
1: traditional. Yeah.
0: I enjoy the flavor of the potato. I had cold blockas yesterday. Um, someone I work with brought them in, and they brought them in cold. They were still good cold, but I imagine they would be better warm.
1: Yeah, I mean the applesauce is key too. We make that from scratch as well. Uh, oh, so well. it's a nice spicy cinnamon. Do you make the,
0: do you make the sour cream from scratch? No, that we uh, that we cheap out on. Huh? All right. Well, fair enough. Well, happy Hanukkah to our uh, friends who celebrate. The holiday of Hanukkah. Adam, if you're out there, at Adam K. N-A-I, happiest of Hanukkahs to you and anyone else out there celebrating that holiday. Uh, Happy Hanukkah to your extended family there, Doc Manson. Indeed, sir. All right. Happy Kwanzaa to others. Merry Christmas to some. No, it hasn't started, but it's just the season. Happy Boxing Day. Happy uh, E-I-D. I I don't know how to pronounce the the Muslim holiday. Eid? I don't know yeah uh, to look sorry at. Um, but a happy one of those two actually yes, exactly. even if we can't pronounce it exactly it's an exciting time to be a pro wrestling fan uh this sunday is wwe tlc this or, next did i just lose you uh, i'm here just oh, the there video. we go okay <laughs> tactical glitches folks we're back just, on track here. just a tactic my ipad wanted to let me know i could update its software so thank you ipad for interrupting our video feed to let me know that. Um, A week from yesterday is TakeOver London. So, uh, and Ring of Honor Final Battle is around the corner at some point. I'm still not caught up on my Ring of Honor, but that's happening too. So, Doc, I'll ask you, which event are you more excited for? TLC or uh, NXT TakeOver London? The one with Asuka on it. That would be... Did you watch NXT last night? I did. Did you enjoy that she nearly killed someone? She nearly cut her head off?
1: <laughs> it was, I thought that was a good segment. I liked the way that the other two ladies came out, and then you looked like, you know, uh, who was she facing in that match? Was, that wasn't Peyton, right? That was, that was, was later in no, the night. That
0: Peyton wrestled Bailey, and she is now known yes, to me yes. as Flower Power.
1: Yeah, I've calling her Poison Ivy because that was the vibe I was getting on oh, that Oh, well, that's a, good, that's
0: a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> this is Jersey Girl number two. Jersey Girl 1's the blonde who wears the hat. This is Jersey Girl number 2 who wears what looks to be some sort of English or British yeah. soccer guard. Sorry, lady. We forget. Diana yeah, something Yeah, that's. Like a,
1: that. Yeah. But, and she looked like she was going to take
0: advantage, and Asuka just boom right to the face. Well, and, and, and Dana Brooke had her best acting performance of her life, I think. Which is to <clears> say, not very good, but you which, know. Which was. You know, Asuka hit that kick and Dana literally looked like she was going to cry and run away, which you should. I really would have loved it if they tried to make that, if they tried to, to, you know, blur the lines a little bit. And if the referee did the X and they actually brought a stretcher out and made it look like, oh, my God, they really did. She really did just knock this girl out. Yeah, it'd be a nice bit of... uh... Dramatic
1: flair to the whole thing, yeah. right? You know,
0: Emma and Dana Brooke are backstage getting interviewed, and they wheel the stretcher by, and they both look scared, and so... Yeah. But really... So that would be NXT TakeOver, so let's start the, Okay,
1: there. so that's that's a match on that show. Let's and play
0: my favorite game, which is, can Doc name the matches from the pay-per-views? I don't...
1: Oh God! Would you like um, me to
0: go through them? Because I don't want it to. Co- I don't want to come across like you're not paying attention. You could name the matches if you wanted to. Could I? <laughs> Would you like to try? I'm open no, to let you try. I,
1: I think I'll probably embarrass myself. I know what Asuka's doing. I know Finn Balor's got to be doing something. Yes. So I'm a, going to a... No. Oh, it's that's Joe. That's Samoa Joe. That's. Two. I was going to say Apollo Cruz, but that's not it because nope. right now Cruz is with uh,
0: the Crease. That's three. You've got three. You're halfway right. done. You're okay, so
1: it's uh, Enzo and Cass versus Dash and Dawson.
0: That's four. You got it. Now I'm starting to lose track here, though. You're, you're um, missing a champion. You're missing a champion. I am? Oh, yeah, Bailey. Because Asuka is not the NXT Women's right. Champion. As much as I, I
1: like that to be true. Uh, so it's Bailey versus...
0: I'm giving you a hint here. Look in the video. Huh. That looks like a large person. <laughs> yes, it is. So, Nia Jax. There you go. You got five. And the the other one is hasn't been announced yet, but Sami Zayn is supposed to be making his televised in-ring return. So, he'll be wrestling... Probably Ty Dillinger. There should, there's more that Ty Dillinger could offer, but it's probably going to be Sami Zayn versus Ty Dillinger in his return to NXT. How do you feel about Sami Zayn returning to NXT versus uh, heading back to WWE?
1: Um, I feel good about it, to be honest. I was kind of expecting that he was going to head to the main roster and we would see a continuation of his feud with uh, Kevin Owens. That would have been... You know, my my I mean, the way I would have gone with it, probably. Mm-hmm. But in all fairness, NXT, I think their main event uh, scene is lacking. I think Sami Zayn could contribute there. Uh, not to say it's bad. I mean, actually, the stuff that Joe and Balor have been doing has been more engaging than anything else Balor did his entire title run. I would so, agree with that. So, I mean, I think like that main event scene has recovered a bit. Throwing Apollo Crews in there, I think, was also a positive,
0: uh, net positive there. I, I enjoyed... Uh that Joe got to choke Balor out. Now, usually... Yes, that was awesome! Now, usually that means, if you follow the logic of how pro wrestling usually works, usually that means whoever has the upper hand, the show before the pay-per-view, loses. So, Sheamus takes out Reigns, which means Reigns wins. Although, in this case, Reigns took out Sheamus on Monday, which (coughs) is telling a lot of people up there on the Twitter that... Um, Seamus is going to retain his title. I don't. Did really you?
1: Get- I, I don't know if you noticed the last couple of weeks, but Roman Reigns has laid out Seamus week after week after week.
0: Oh, we'll get to my prediction there, but I do think uh, Seamus retains his title at WWE TLC S O V W X Y Z preview. Wait, so, is this our pre- is this our, is this our prediction show? Yes, because the pay per view is Sunday, and then the Wednesday after that. Huh. So already. We do have to make predictions and productions. That's why I wasn't going to bring up food, although I did. I'll admit, I brought up the food. Latkes are really good. They're tasty. Um So, we've got uh TLC, no, not TLC. NXT takeover. Um Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. So, the fact that Samoa Joe choked out Balor makes me think That was a really good segment. I uh, I usually I, don't watch the main event segments the week of NXT. I don't think anything really comes of it, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was a good match. Baron Corbin can be very tolerable when he has other good people around him to help him look tolerable. Are you watching Breaking Ground? No. I've watched... I I was home the other day, and I watched two or three... No, almost four episodes of Breaking Ground. Uh, Baron its doing nothing for my love of Baron Corbin I now have an appreciation of Mojo Rawley That I did not have before
1: Oh yeah, we were watching NXT last night And uh, Mrs. Manson Was actually pretty happy to see Zack Ryder And when she saw that he was with Mojo Rawley She said, oh, they're good together Aren't they just perfect? Look at how cute they are
0: So uh, there's that well, uh, the fact She was a fan. She was the, a fan. And she likes the gimmick. And that's wonderful. The fact that I can't disagree anymore is okay. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I hate the gimmick of the stupid hype, but Mojo Raleigh seems like a very nice guy, well-spoken guy, goes out of his way to talk to fans, goes out of his way to work with kids. So all the respect in the world for the man and the talent. I just don't think that gimmick's doing anything for him. Um, and I am just pining for the day when Zack Ryder gets fed up with the hype and turns heel, and then yeah. I will be happy. Yeah, someday. So, and there, I don't think they're going to be on the main show. Although Jordan and Gable are not on that show either, and I am upset. Well, maybe he will be. They will be soon. Maybe, maybe they'll add it at the last minute. Jordan and Gable versus pre-show. The Hype Bros. Uh, yeah, maybe they do a pre-show. I don't know if they do a pre-show. Check out BAMP's uh, Merry Christmas Freddy Krueger outfits last night. What did you think of that? Because I, I, I wrote something, I tweeted something, because I watched it early this morning, and I tweeted something about how you know they're really desperate for you to become a fan of them with their Freddy exactly. Krueger stuff. I cool. mean, it's the
1: first time I've ever seen anything resembling personality. So, you know, I
0: guess I'll give them that. But I thought it was pretty dumb. I meant the, just the outfit. I don't care about the rest of it. Just, what did you think of the glove and the... the yeah, whatever. It was fine. Like
1: I said, though, they, those, I mean, when I say personality, I mean also like a physical personality. Like, charisma is not just spoken, you know? It's also like a physical thing. And BAMF, for me, has for a long time been one of those black holes of charisma. When I mean, they were tag champions, they were terrible. And this is, again, This I mean, having them do something like that it's at least a step towards giving them some sort of identity, but I mean, I don't really think they did anything noteworthy with it. It, it was, it just was.
0: Did they win or did the hyperos win? Couldn't tell you. I think the hyperos won though. I think you're right. I think yes, because their finishing move is called the Hype Writer. Yes, it is. Yes, which yes, yes, which made me want them to feud with the Vaudevillains, Villains, and the Vaudevillains Villains come up with a move called the Typewriter. I'm I'm just going to keep nodding. I I think that's the appropriate response. All right. (laughs) So uh, this card is probably going to open. If I had to guess, it's going to open with Apollo Crews versus Baron Corbin. Um, Get the crowd excited. They could go with Asuka. But so Apollo Crews versus Baron Corbin. uh, I've enjoyed how Apollo Crews has changed a bit. He's no longer the smiling guy.
1: Uh, He is. I will say Mrs. Matthew. I'm sorry. Mrs. Manson. Last night, uh, the one comment she had about Apollo Cruz is, Oh, I like him. He has a nice smile.
0: So take that for what it is. She should get Twitter. Indeed. Or you need to say, make a hashtag. Hashtag Mrs. Manson Says on, on Apollo Cruz. I like him. He has a nice smile. So uh, what do you think? What do you think of the match? What's your production for Apollo Cruz versus Baron Corbin?
1: I still don't have a good sense of what the rhythm in NXT is. Um, I feel like Apollo Crews comes out on top of this feud, but is this the end of the feud already? They really just started because this is their first match against one another, basically.
0: I think that's a good point. I think this could this could go long. <clears throat> I, <laughs> As much as it pains me to say it, I don't think Baron Corbin is long for NXT. I don't either. I still think he has work to do, but I could see him. You mentioned Sami Zayn. I do think Sami Zayn does still have a chance of showing up at the Rumble and taking out Kevin Owens. That's my dream. But I think if that doesn't happen, I think Baron Corbin becomes the, the NXT member of the Royal Rumble. I think we might see him come in and... There's a good be, chance of that. You know, I don't know where he goes. I don't know if he becomes a Wyatt, and we'll talk more about the Wyatts. I don't know, you know, if he just goes off on his own because he is the lone wolf, and they try to get him over on his own merits. But I don't think he is long for NXT, and so because of that, my prediction is that Apollo Cruz wins because we saw Apollo Cruz have his title match, but that was just a sneak preview. You know, I think Apollo Cruz, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor. If we're gonna get another Fatal Four Way. I think that's probably what we're looking at. Yeah. And that would be an excellent match. So, I'm going to say Apollo Cruz wins. I don't think Baron Corbin has anything, well, he has stuff to prove to me, but to the generic mainstream NXT audience, I don't think he has anything left to prove. So, I'll I'll say Apollo Cruz. Do you agree, disagree? Um, like I said, I
1: am just not sure what the what the tempo is in NXT these days. Uh it could be Corbin if they're planning on continuing this feud for a little while. So, we'll go with that, I guess. But I'd like to see Apollo Crews win, I think. But I think so. there's really no room for him in the title picture right now and I, I don't know. I'm of Well, and it's I'm of several minds here, you know. It,
0: it depends on where it goes. I don't think Finn Balor and Samoa Joe are done necessarily, but Yeah, right. So, but I but I also don't know, you know, they can add people, you know. Right, had, but do we
1: need but do we need to see any more out of Balor and Joe. I mean, I, I personally don't. But yeah, see, like I don't. I don't, mm. I don't yeah. know. Again,
0: it's it's hard. The NXT singles division for the guys has just started to form. You know, we had yeah. we had to have a tag team tournament quite a while ago because there wasn't enough single stars. <clears throat> so I think it's got you know there's got to be some time. They're going to have to let these feuds percolate a bit. I would think. Uh, you know, maybe Finn Balor and Samoa Joe have some sort of gimmick match to blow off their feud, kind of like how Balor and Owens did, you know, but I don't know. I'm not sure how it goes, but I do think Apollo Crews wins. Another group of people, a a, a duo, that I thought wasn't long for NXT was Enzo and Cass. I thought their WWE call-up seemed imminent. The tag team division seemed to need it up there on the main roster. But, uh... What you think they're going to be taking over for Dash and Dawson? Uh, but now, I I will say this: I saw Dana Brooks best acting last night on NXT, and I saw a side of Enzo and Cass that I've been looking for for a very long time because I know our UK fan Adster. At Adster96, I don't remember his thing. I'm sorry. But Adster, you'll know who he is if you find him on Twitter. Um, he loves Enzo and Cass. He was the one, and he'll admit it. He listed Enzo Amore as his favorite wrestler of all time. Which is his choice. He likes who he likes. so That's not a bad choice. I just wonder... What kind of pool are you pulling from there, buddy? Well, and he's admitted that he hasn't watched... There's been a lot of you know newer I, WWE fans or newer wrestling fans who have freely admitted... And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. You love who you love. Find your happy. If Enzo Amore makes you happy, I know he is beside himself because I think he's going. He is a UK fan. I believe he is going to NXT TakeOver London. Awesome. So and, and I do think, having seen that serious side of them, I'm beginning to wonder if they're, you know, I love Dash and Dawson, but they are the prototypical uh, transitional champions. So I'm beginning to wonder if maybe Enzo and Cass are going to win these belts. I mean, yeah. in fact, I'll in fact go ahead and make that prediction and say I think that's the only belt that changes hands. Yeah, I mean and you think about the short it. amount of time that Dash and Dawson have had those
1: titles and you think about where they got them from, right? They got them off the VOD villains. Yes. Could you have could they have built a feud around the VOD villains and Enzo and Cass that resulted in Enzo and Cass winning those belts? I don't think so. I don't think they I mean they could've, yes, but I don't think they could've done it well. In a way that protected both groups because they're both fan favorites, you know what I mean? Um, so getting on to Dash and Dawson does actually open up those titles to potentially be transferred onto Enzo and Cass much easier than they could have a month ago.
0: Well, but what doesn't make any sense to me is then last week you have the Vaudevillains, Russell, Jordan, and Gable. And I, I, Jordan and Gable just kind of became baby faces because they're so amazing. And. You had them, you know, Jordan and Gable won. They offered to shake hands with the Vaudevillains after the match, and the Vaudevillains turned their back and walk away. So now the Vaudevillains are turning heel. Mm. So what exactly, if the Vaudevillains were going to turn heel, and I was secretly hoping one would turn on the other. I thought that team kind of was done, and it was time to move on to other things. But if those guys were going to turn heel, why couldn't you have done that with Enzo and Cass? Why couldn't, you know, a friendly rivalry, Enzo and Cass win the titles and the VOD villains snap and attack them? Yeah, I guess so. Now, having said that, I love Dash and Dawson. I think they're fantastic. So I'm really I'm a big fan, with the exception of the Hype Bros and Banff, I'm a big fan of a lot of the teams in NXT. I like the VOD villains, I like Jordan and Gable a lot, Dash and Dawson I like a lot, Enzo and Cass last night impressed me by being serious and they looked very angry. Carmella kind of seemed out of place being down there look, pretending to look serious, but that's fine. So I do think I'll go ahead and say Enzo and Cass win the tag belts. Do you agree? Disagree? I agree. Alright, so so far we're saying Apollo, Cruz, Enzo and Cass. Uh, so eventually the heels are going to win which takes us to Asuka and Emma because this is Emma's time. This is her time to shine. I'm I'm, I'm I'm lying. I'm not being truthful. Do you think Asuka ever loses a match in NXT? I think she has to. Why?
1: Because whoever's booking her doesn't think like us.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's true. You've seen the way they're booking her. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I I guess I I don't know. I mean, at some
1: point you have to make her human, right, to add some sort of element of oh if she could lose but yeah i don't know if that's this time well, I, I don't think i don't think it's right now i wouldn't do that that's not my that's not what my call she wins forever uh,
0: i She's also wonder, w- i also wonder what her how long she stays in nxt because we saw it, i tweeted about this earlier we saw it last night they're debuting new divas like every five minutes in NXT. Yes, Flower Power, Jersey Girl 1 and 2. Um, there's the one with the mask, Madam Not Mask. Not to be Billie... confused with Staten Island, Carmella. Yeah. yeah. There's Billy Kay, who's the one who's got the mask. So you've got four or five new divas to go with your Alexa Bliss, your Bailey, your Nia Jax, your Eva Marie, your Carmella. So at what point do they just say, I'm wondering if this is going to be that kind of lightning in a bottle? Asuka runs rampant through NXT. And the Raw after WrestleMania, she's on the main roster. I don't think she runs rampant through NXT, though. I think they've
1: realized they've got something good with her right now, but I don't think they're ready to have her blow through
0: Bayley. I, do you think she wins the NXT title? Women's title? Yeah, Who, Asuka? I don't think she needs to, That's what to, I'm saying. No. I'm wondering if this is she feuds with Emma, she beats you know, Nia Jack, she beats... Emma she beats Dana Brooke, she maybe wrestles Bailey and you know maybe something weird happens but maybe it's or it's a non-title match. She runs through every diva in NXT and then just goes to WWE because she and maybe this is this is showing our bias, but she is such a unique and special talent. I want to see her she is so fast. I want to see her wrestling Paige and Charlotte and Sasha Banks and running over them. Because one yeah. thing I have no I have not seen <clears throat> a more entertaining physical wrestler
1: maybe ever men man or woman mm-hmm. like she's just she's she's a whirling dervish I think that was the you first did. thing i did I said to she describe is her the whirling and, dervish and, and, Asuka. yeah and honestly it it's it's still true mm-hmm She's so quick. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's amazing well, to
0: watch. I've noticed this with the NAI 150 available on NewAgeInsiders.com. Um, we, I talk about moves and finishers, and one of the questions is what is the best submission finisher in, or submission move in wrestling right now? I'm going to calculate the percentage, but I'm going to guess more than half right now are all done by Divas Bank Statement, Sharpshooter by Natalia, Figure Eight, The Disarmer, Oscar Locke, all, you know, the Divas are the ones doing the submission moves right now. And if that's the case, the PTO, Page's move, I forgot that one. If that's the mm-hmm. case, Asuka needs to get up there because now we're, we could have submission matches between, you know, Paige and Asuka that are going to knock your socks off. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I am I ready. I do think Asuka wins. I think that's a given. Asuka's going to tear Emma apart. <clears throat> but I don't know, yeah, you know, I, I, And I'll go ahead and say, I'll make the prediction. She does not lose a single match in NXT. And I don't think she's there more than five or six more months before she's destroying people in front of much bigger crowds. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of for
1: keeping her in NXT is if they, for some reason, really want to work on her language skills. That's fair. That's fair. So I could see her taking an extended period in NXT mm. for that reason perhaps, but I'm fine with her character just the way it
0: is. That that is a so. that is a valid point. If they think that her language is that important, then they might do that. But you and I've talked about it every time we bring up Asuka. She doesn't need to say a word besides me besides me. Nope. Yeah, sure. Or whatever it was that she said. Yes, it was pretty big. All right.
1: But it was the, the, the one the one, the the week before. I don't think we talked about it. when, or Maybe we did. But at the end of Emma's match, when she was up there beating up that yes. heavy bag. Um, and she was like, see you in London. Or maybe it was that TakeOver. I feel exactly
0: what she said. That was at least, you know, sounded I like think English I think she'll be ears. fine. But, you know, she's never going to yeah. cut giant promos. But that's part of the draw is that's just fine let's stick with the women because Bayley is defending her title against Nia Jax this feud kind of snuck up on us with the whole Eva Marie thing Eva Marie became an afterthought real quick seemed like I don't think we I haven't seen her on TV in a few weeks maybe I've missed it
1: no uh, she was on she was on on Wednesday she was it came out with Nia Jax at the end and they uh, intimidated Bayley after her match with uh, Peyton Um, But it was weird though Because they came out together It was Nia Jax's music They came out together Eva Marie started talking And then Nia Jax took the microphone And said I don't need you to speak for me So they're already sort of Throwing some tension In the Nia Jax Eva Marie thing Um, So I I mean my interpretation Of that whole situation They are you know Trying to keep Eva Marie in that Getting some of that negative uh, Mojo onto Nia Jax they're protecting Eva Marie by keeping her out of the ring because, you know, she's making improvements, but she's, um, you know, people still want to doubt mm-hmm. her there. So, you know, by giving her more time, but keeping her personality out there, but using Nia Jax as the wrestling uh, stand-in, I, I mean, I don't know if that's going to be a great match with Bailey. I, I don't have a good feeling for that it,
0: stri- it strikes me as being a very one-sided beat down you know we saw it with flower power Bailey just gets beat up and then she sure comes does. back to win at the end so that's I, I, I think now, while right? she's the under, she's the ultimate underdog she's going to get beat up and beat up and beat up and find some way to overcome which is going to be what happens that's my prediction is Bailey wins I can't say I'm excited for it I can't say I'm going to watch it. You know, I like Bailey. I think she's doing a great job and this is good for her to kind of be the the cornerstone of the division, although Oscar kind of stole her thunder tremendously. Yeah, I'm not really sure I would call her the cornerstone of the division. She is the champion. I don't I, I don't I, see her losing that belt. Is I don't think that's happening. I don't think she loses that belt. So, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Sami Zayn, it'll be fun to see him back. I do like watching him wrestle. I think there's a place for him in WWE, but if they want to give him six, eight months to get himself back together in NXT, that's just fine. Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor will be fun. Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe would be fun. Zayn versus Cruz would be fun. All of these matches are ones I will enjoy watching. So... Sami Zayn wins. Well, yes, I I believe that will be true. Which brings us to our main event, Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. I agree with you, Doc. Finn Balor wins. I agree with you. I do think this is the best thing we've seen from Finn Balor since he's been champion. And, yeah, I do think he wins. I don't think Samoa Joe... Let me see. Do I want to make that bold statement? Sure. Samoa Joe never holds WWE or NXT gold. Hashtag prediction. I don't... I
1: think Joe... Will eventually make a fine U.S. champion.
0: You think he goes to WWE? I'm still not sold he ever shows up in WWE. I'm not sold either, but if he goes to WWE... I think think that's why I'm making that prediction, because I'm fairly certain in my heart that I don't think he ever goes to WWE. If he does, yeah, he'll win a couple mid-card titles, but I'll stick to my, my prediction. I don't think he ever wins gold. I think Finn wins. Maybe they have a, you know... I, I'm not sure if Finn Balor's going to turn heel. Sami Zayn would be the logical guy for him to turn heel against. But just, you know, because yeah, eventually uh, Kick Tommy will be back. Is he ever I, coming back? I believe back? he's coming back. He, should, he could be back. I don't know. He could be back whenever. I would love to see him come back, attack Balor for attacking him, but then Hideo turns heel. So we've got... You know, Finn's still the babyface, but now Samoa Joe and Hideo Itami are like their own mini league of nations down in NXT. What? Don't shake your head at me. That's 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 not a bad idea. <laughs> eh. So, we'll see. I do think Finn wins. The match will be very good, though. I'm excited for that. Um, how do you feel about Finn Balor's finisher? Uh, the poop stop? The coup de gras, as they call it. How do you feel about that move? Uh... I don't like it. I don't like it either. In fact I put it down as one of my overrated finishers because I, I hate all the versions of it. Del Rio's at least looks a little more impactful than Finn Balor's does, but I, I just the the double stomp is so overused it makes me crazy. That and the lung blower, backstabber, knees to the chest, back, head, arm. Yeah,
1: I don't care for that too much either. But yeah, I we watched Finn do that off the ladder, if I yeah. recall, um onto who Kevin yes. Owens, perhaps, and off of a ladder, that move looks weak. It just looks like you would break your own ankle.
0: It I, it just and does nothing for having nothing at all.
1: Yeah, it's like as devastating as it ought to be coming off the top of a ladder. Having now seen that in my mind, when I see him just do it regularly, I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's that's nothing. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I what just is your uh, favorite
0: finishing move currently in pro wrestling?
1: Oh, God. Um, finishing move, does that include submissions? Yeah, at, at any no? move
0: that's usually – you could even go to favorite move period – but, what is your favorite wrestling move slash hold could be a power move could be a strike could be the Oscar lock, which was i what I assumed your answer would be
1: uh you know, I mean the Oscar lock is really cool um there's something about the figure eight that I like a lot because usually there's a progression into the mm-hmm. bridge that can be a very exciting sort of moment so uh, in terms of, like, the women's finishers, I th- I might give Charlotte the nod.
0: I I, I also... A um, lot of people are like, it's just the figure four. And I'm like, but it's not. It's the figure four, but... It is, but, but it's not. she's putting extra right. pressure. You know, I can see why that would be a little more painful than your traditional figure four.
1: I, I like the idea of the figure eight, anyways. Um, I don't know. Like, there aren't that many good finishers anymore. Like... I I love The Muscle Buster by Samoa Joe, but at the same time, it's not the sort of thing that he's ever going to do against The Big Show, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's only good in certain circumstances. And then, I'm always a big fan of just, like, the simple and dirty, so, I mean, I'll give it to Dirty Deeds. I think in terms of, uh, if you want to say a DDT can still be a finisher in this day and age, um... I like the, uh, what, the double underarm hook there or whatever. I mean, I, it's a nice way to set it up. I like that. Um, but, like, I'm trying to think. Who else is, like, think about, okay, Ryback, his finisher is not good. Um, Big Show, choke slam or, I'm sorry, he does knockout punch these days. Who cares about that? Um, Roman Reigns does a spear. We can never do a spear ever again. I'd be fine with that. Um, the pedigree by Seth Rollins looks terrible. Um, what does the Miz call his skull? Oh yeah, the skull crushing finale. That might be the best named finisher or move that in WWE. But it's but I, I, every, there was a time when everybody was doing yep. that move, and I, I just I, so I've never really had a big f- feeling for it. Um, the tombstone has a lot of you know history behind it, but I've seen it so many times now for 25 years that I think it's lost its impactfulness mm-hmm. with me. Um, choke f- slams are. Whatever, just How do you feel about the F5?
0: Slams. It's
1: impressive. It is, and it's, it's certainly impressive when he does it to big guys like the Big Show. Um, but again, I feel like I've seen it so many times it's sort of lost its shine. The zigzag? Yeah, that looks like something anybody would stand up from for the, the most uh, part. The
0: big ending, Big E's move where he lifts you up on his shoulder and then just falls down.
1: Yeah, that's terrible. Um, the rack attack is no good. Um, What am I missing here? Kane just does a chokeslam and the, and the mm-hmm. tombstone. What does Titus O'Neil do? Don't know. What does Stardust do? I don't uh,
0: recall. Whew, wow, I don't know. Does he, still, does he still do crossroads? I think he does. And Titus has some sort of powerbomb? I think Titus does a powerbomb yeah. variation.
1: The pop-up power bomb by Kevin St- Owens looks terrible most mm. of the time. I'm sorry, is he when he when he was doing them against smaller guys like Sami Zayn, they were very impactful, very incredible looking. But a lot of times now they just. How look do you feel weak. about the halluva kick?
0: That's Zayn's that? move where they're in the corner and they kicks him in the face.
1: Oh, uh, okay. It's a move, the I guess. Kick? Nope.
0: Does nothing uh, for me. The Alberto's double stomp in the corner.
1: Nope. No. Yeah, it's I mean it's alright. But... Nope. Never been a fan of the RKO. That's a move that you literally counter by standing. <laughs> you the, the guy jumps in the air and you just continue to stand and you have countered it. Uh I I, I, I don't understand the fascination with the Braun RKO. Bron Stroganoff's
0: move, which I've been I've been calling nope. calling hugging it out or hugging you out. It's
1: yeah, it's it's Sister Abigail.
0: Terrible. I like Sister
1: Abigail. I, I I don't really think the setup is, you know, feasible in terms of you know, logistics again. You would just sort of collapse and fall down, but I like no, yeah, Sister Abigail. That in terms of modern
0: examples? Yeah, that's up there actually. I like Bull Sister Hammer. Abigail. Nope. Oh, well, here's one that uh, a lot of people like. People like the Pop-Up Powerbomb too. Red Arrow. it's it's very
1: impressive it is um but i just flippy dippy moves i just they just don't do it for me anymore you know i i don't it's very impressive it's it's a phenomenal athletic feat and i look at that and i say i don't understand how he did that at all not even just conceptually. It makes zero sense to me how a human makes their body do that thing. It's very, very impressive. But I I'm, i don't really. It doesn't look like a great finish. The, the accolade? End. The accolade, you know, when he was really putting people in there and really like when he was in the middle of his uh, undefeated streak there, the accolade looked like a, a powerful move. I enjoyed I, that. I liked the I, The one that Summer Ray did to Lana. That that Do you was remember that? probably
0: the best camel clutch I've ever seen
1: I thought that Lana was going to die I didn't think Summer Rae knew How much force she was Exerting on Lana's spine And I thought we were legitimately watching Someone paralyze another human being uh, That was amazing um, Isn't that weird? Summer Rae of all people A lot A lot of Lana, people say
0: Summer Rae is a much Better wrestler than WWE has Let her be They're, they're her NXT that may be work because they I haven't let her be good. at all. So I I like I liked the accolade that Rusev did on Monday, and not just because it was against Ryback, but that that to me was more like, "Oh, you're back that that guy." Yeah, that's
1: the accolade I'm talking about from from beyond from before the guy who came out
0: to WrestleMania in a tank is back. He had a few minutes with the Love Rhombus. Now he's back. So, it hasn't been announced yet. I have to believe Rusev and Ryback are going to have some sort of match at TLC. Uh, I would assume a stairs match, just because usually stairs are involved. I don't know. Maybe that was a one-time thing. I hope so. But, um, what's your favorite finishing move of all time? All time. And you can think about this and come back to it later submit the survey and you know whatever but uh, since since the finishers of the elbow <coughs> what was that probably Macho Man's that's elbow that's a good one that's a good one there was there was a hell of a mm-hmm
1: uh, that was a uh, he, he executed mm-hmm. that to perfection many a times. Oh, that's a many good answer. A I
0: think that's shown up a couple of times. <clears throat> In terms of the best... Because I, I have categories for, like, best aerial move. Best aerial move of all time. That gets a lot of lot of popularity, is that answer. That's that's a pretty good one. Uh-oh. Yeah.
1: I, I was actually a big fan, also... I'm, I mean, if I... At the time, I was a big fan of the Anaconda mm. Vice. And uh, even the Go to Sleep, the GTS... Mm-hmm. That very frequently looked weak, but when the GTS looked good, I really liked that I, move. I'm
0: not excited for Hideo Tommy to come back, but I am excited if they let him do that move. Because I have a sneaking suspicion yeah. he will do it better than Punk did. That's very probable. Uh, alright. So, let's see. Where are we at here? I, was, I felt...
1: Oh! This is a very... I'm sorry, but just to talk about finishers for a second... You're going to like this one. It's a very simple move, but there were times when this guy did this, and it was like, oh my god, he turned that person inside out. I am talking, of course, about the clothesline from hell, JBL. That move is... that Again, execution is everything, and when that guy executed that move against the right opponent, my god... God, did that! He did it to
0: even back when the Ascension first came out, and they were picking. I remember that the tag teams and JBL came out, and I can't remember he was in like either the APA t-shirt or he was in just his like a, a, a button up, and he still broke it out. And I love that move because it did. He looked like he was going to take your head, clean off your shoulders, and park it in the sixth row. That move was... yes, I love that move.
1: I. Yeah, that was actually it's a simple simple move, but the it was executed to perfection by Who has
0: a good version of the lariat, which is what that is, the clothesline, the lariat is Luke Harper, which let's use that to segue into talking about TLC. Ooh, black hole slam. That's a good move. I like it
1: abysses uh, but a lot of people use it. One. I think
0: does Harper use it as like a just one of his regular moves in the arsenal? yeah, he was I, using I it. I don't, it for a don't while, know what his finisher move. is cause I don't remember the last time he won a match.
1: Yeah, I think it might
0: yeah, be yeah, a, like a discus where he spins around and does the clothesline, but he might have a power bomb or something. so let's talk about t l c which is this Sunday, and let's talk Wyatts and oh man, <laughs> sorry. Let's talk about the worst finisher. of all time. I was going to ask you that question, but I wanted to, you know... I didn't want to, to drag you down into NAI 150 nerddom. Oh, that's Worst okay. finisher of all time. Go for it.
1: Oh, God. I don't know if I can really say the worst of all time, because I'm sure somebody's got one that's actually The stink terrible. face.
0: But, uh... I know that technically wasn't yeah, a finisher, I... <laughs> but the fact that your gimmick is that your posterior is okay. so big...
1: This is okay. I'm going to qualify this. I'm not going to say that this is the worst finisher of all time, but this move is one of the weakest looking finishers of all time, and it's almost, almost always uniformly looks terrible.
0: Styles clash. The problem with the Styles clash is that AJ Styles weighs 218 pounds, so unless you also weigh 218 pounds. It's not going to look good, especially if you're tall. Because if you're tall, he's going to pick you up and your head's going to be brushing the canvas anyways.
1: I loved AJ Styles in TNA, that early stuff. Not even just early, he was there for over 10 years. But all he's a phenomenal wrestler. He really is. But that finisher was always
0: mm-hmm. terrible. I, I'm... I enjoy it when it's done right. And when he's wrestling... But, you know, he wrestles Samoa Joe. How is he going to hit the Styles Clash on Samoa Joe? Mm-hmm. So, I you know, I think that one uh, is up there. People mentioned The Worm, which technically was a finisher.
1: Scotty, no, Scotty that Too hoty. You people, shut up. That is the best finisher
0: of all true. time. But it's not the worst. Um, no, it's not. It's entertaining. I mean, you know. Uh, Hogan's Leg Drop is getting major play as the worst finisher of all time. And that's just a product of the era. In the 1980s, yes. a leg drop from a guy that size I will say, was impressive, especially when the big boot
1: uh, preceded it. I can remember getting like my Sega... No, it wasn't even Sega Genesis. This was Nintendo. Like, WrestleMania. Like I think there was a game just called and Bam Bam Bigelow could do a like cartwheel. I loved that game. Well... I all I remember is I I always wanted to be Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan was my favorite wrestler when I was a kid. But the thing that I hated about Hulk Hogan in all those video games was leg drop was the finisher. I was always like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. I always thought it looked weak and terrible, and I always thought it made him like unplayable as a character because his finisher was not cool. But to watch. In, but in real, I used but to in love real watching life the his Finisher
0: was the leg drop.
1: I know, and I liked it in real life, I guess. But I remember, I have that distinct memory of in playing those video games and not liking playing as him because of the finisher that was in place. I,
0: I, you know, I can understand why people feel that way, but I think you have to remember this was the era when a body slam could end a match. You know, Andre yeah. the Giant sometimes, or Big John Studd would do a body slam, and because they were, you know, over six feet tall, close to seven feet tall, that was considered enough to win. <clears throat> so you that would that in everything that actually made Savage's moves even better because in that era where finishers were kind of lame, his finisher was awesome. Correct.
1: I mean nowadays you put the red arrow up against the elbow and I was just going off saying how the red arrow was not that impressive to me. But then I pick Randy Savage and his elbow. But like, that's exactly it. It's all about context, right? What was the norm in the day?
0: Back in the day, that elbow was super mm-hmm. impressive. And that's what I remember, it being Well, impressive. let's use a, a more modern example. Sweet Chin Music is very often listed as one of the greatest finishers of all time. That's a super kick, which is used by everybody in 2015. In the late 90s, Shawn Michaels was one of the only people doing a super kick like that. And so that yep. was able to be a finisher. Now it's not. Right. Stone Cold Stunner. One of the greatest finishers of all time. John Cena uses it as a setup move now and it's so effective he doesn't even need to really hit it all that well in order for people to almost get pinned. Yep. That's the John now, Cena it. Do you miss John Cena in WWE? We haven't seen him in a while. Have you missed him yet?
1: Whatever. The show's pretty much the same whether he's there or not.
0: How did you feel about the first hour? Like, WWE had... The rumor circulating Monday was that we were going to get big changes in world wrestling entertainment, and the first hour, at least, seemed to be very different than the rest of... Hey, the opening segment.
1: League of Nations are out there, lights go out, and suddenly they're face-to-face with the Wyatts? I was like, what is this?! That was super engaging, and then nothing really came of it, of course. But I, I was um, I was
0: very excited because I was like, if Bray Wyatt and Sheamus are going to feud, I don't care who the face is, I don't care who the heel is. Here is a guy that Bray Wyatt can beat, yes. and I would have been just fine. Yes, with Bray Wyatt, you know, inserting himself into that match, winning the title, and being like, hi. You know, this might be an opportunity to bring up one of the emails. The email.
1: What? What? The email. All right, that email address is ddtwrestling at gmail You want us to read your letter on the show? You want us to hear some answers? You got to write first to ddtwrestling at gmail Drop us a line,
0: and we'll get back to you. Uh, I got this tweeted at me first, and because we were in the middle of Raw. I didn't want to answer it because I wanted to focus on the show, so I asked him to email it to us, and he did. <clears throat> His name is Charlie Smith, or at least that's what he plays on TV. You can find him on Twitter, at Love Pro Wrestling, a very passionate fan who likes talking wrestling, so those are always welcome in the neighborhood. And Charlie, Charlie Charlie Chaz asks, going forward, how would you book the Wyatts to fix them? And I suppose the first thing we have to tackle in that. Is we have to tackle the assumption That they're broken So Doc Are the Wyatts broken
1: Yes and no Explain Yes because They had the perfect setup with the Undertaker and Kane to make these guys Like the dominant heels In the company and they completely failed to Execute on it and they just let them lose And lose and lose like they always do And they've got absolutely no momentum behind Them so yes they're broken However, they also don't need to ever win, and they somehow still maintain the same level of momentum. So, they seem to be going okay, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, the why it's just uh, they don't necessarily need the wins. They don't have any storyline reason to exist the way that they do. I'm not making any sense anymore. But, you know what I'm saying, kind but of. But so right? say what you like, just
0: said before that. Storyline wise, they don't have. Any reason?
1: They don't have any justification for existing if you just look at their stories that they've been involved in, right? They keep saying, I'm the new face of fear, but they never get anything done. No matter who they go up against, they don't come out on top. So I don't know why they're still players at all in the company. But their characters are strong enough that it carries them through. I
0: agree.
1: I agree. So that's what I mean. They're broken because the storyline's not there, but they're not broken because their
0: characters are really strong. If I were to answer this question, and I'm going to because Charlie asked it at Love Pro Wrestling, um, the way you fix the Wyatts, in my mind, is to end the Wyatts. In my mind right now, the Wyatt family, with the four of them... Uh, they don't make any sense to be together anymore. Harper and Rowan are losing all the matches. Braun Strowman is this big, new, monster beast, and that's who Bray is going to all the time because he is the big, new, monster beast. So if I'm booking, I break them up. Bray Wyatt, maybe it's publicly, maybe you I, you do it storyline-wise. Bray Wyatt says, Harper and Rowan, you're dropping the ball. Braun Strowman, he's the guy who's getting everything done when I want things done. I'm taking him. I'm going off on my own. Harper and Rowan, I don't want a feud between them. I don't think that's meaningful. Harper and Rowan go win the tag titles because they've never won the WWE tag titles, which boggles my mind because they're an excellent tag team. The thing is, they're, they already broke up the Wyatts once and that didn't go anywhere. In fact, they
1: had to put them back together. They broke things so irreparably. But they, 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 they
0: didn't... I don't think the breakup happened well. You know, Ro- Rowan didn't. turned face. Harper was still a bad guy, but and still kind... You know, it was just Bray set them free. It was, what was the point of that? You have an actual break between them. Harper and Rowan stay together as a unit. They go into the tag division... Harper Harper and Rowan Lucha Dragons New Day Usos those four teams can make a dynasty style Dudley's Hardys Edge and Christian the all that's missing from them is the big power tag team you've got the annoying New Day the high flying Lucha Dragons you know I would throw Cesaro and Kid in there if Kid was healthy uh you know the Usos are the brother tag team and they you know are brothers i don't have a high opinion of the usos it's my my idea (laughs) black holes of charisma harper and rowan are the power guys they're the dudleys uh the lucha dragons are the hardies new day is edge and christian you put those teams together they're going to excite they're going to make the tag division worth watching and bray wyatt and braun Strowman, because braun's not a great wrestler he doesn't need to be a great wrestler he becomes the muscle for bray wyatt and it's Bray Wyatt's going out to accomplish everything he was not able to do with his family, and because he's got this giant with him, he has more success on his own. That, to me, is how I would do it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. That's the beauty of DDT Wrestling in the Neighborhood. Find me on Twitter. Send us an email. Tell me how you feel about my idea. Uh, Do you have anything to add? Do you have a different direction you would go in? How would you? That sounds good. Let's just keep moving. That was good. That was the so answer. So that takes us to TLC. And I, as evidenced by the fact that we're at the one minute, uh, 11 second mark. Hour. Or one hour. One hour, 11 minute mark. It's been a long week.
1: I was be like, It's only been going for a minute. What is it been a fever dream?
0: <laughs> so I want to talk to you about the NAI 150, Doc. So obviously there's not a huge amount of excitement um, here for TLC. Uh, but we do have a – are we going to do the
1: same thing where I have to guess the matches? No, we're
0: just going to move on. There is. Would, would you like <laughs> to guess the matches? Because I want um, to ta- start with this eight-man table elimination match. And the fact that it's an elimination match makes me more excited because there is going to be some broken wood here at TLC. Because... That just makes me cringe. Not that... Oh, why you got to make it like that? Anyways... Um, it's an elimination match, which means that there's going to be people going through tables left and right, which is the only way a tables match is any good in my mind. Remind me to ask you what your favorite gimmick match of all time is in terms of like the, the type of gimmick match. Um, so we've got the Wyatts, Bray, Braun, Harper, and Rowan versus the Dudleys, Tommy Dreamer, and the new guy, Rhino... If it wasn't for the fact that Rhino and Roman Reigns had that interesting face-to-face on Raw, that would have been the most underwhelming reveal ever. I
1: like the part where Bubba Ray trolled the entire internet by uh, tweeting Sand the... Sandman uh, lyrics?
0: The Sandman lyrics, yeah. Yep, that was, you know... that was That is that great. is how you play to the social media audiences. You throw them a curveball. So... If you're healed... So, Again, I feel like this is I feel like this is some sort of weird déjà vu groundhog day kind of thing. I want to predict that the Wyatts will win, except I have the last few months of history that tells me that they probably won't. I don't think that the Dudleys and Tommy Dreamer and Rhino Are high enough to guarantee a Wyatt loss. This is like what, you know, when he wrestled Ryback, he easily beat Ryback and then went on to lose to other guys. I think this is a, they're going to, WWE is going to consider this a big win for the Wyatts because they've beaten, you know, Team Extreme, even though that was technically the name of the Hardy Boys for a while there. But I'll go ahead and predict that the Wyatts win, but history shows that I might be wrong when I do so. You're. I think
1: they have to win. If they don't win here, I just I don't understand anything anymore.
0: I guess. Fair enough. Fair what's enough. The next, what's the next well, match? You tell me. Pick another match from TLC. Okay. Ryback versus Rusev. again. Technically not announced, but I'm guessing that is a pre-show match. Uh, and who, if if they do wrestle, who do you think wins? Are you excited about that? No.
1: Rusev does not benefit from a win over Ryback in any way. Um, Other than maybe he gets to keep his momentum, which he has right now.
0: So I guess maybe that Mm -hmm. is the benefit. Do you think Ryback Um, ever holds another singles title in World Wrestling Entertainment? Yes. Do you think he ever holds the world title? It depends how many more people get injured. Well, that's a good point. Did you hear the news about Randy Orton? I have a list of injury kind of news for us to talk about, but while we're on the subject, Randy Orton, uh, significant neck surgery probably out till 2017. Do we ever see him back? Do you think he wrestles again, or is this it for him? He comes back, but I won't
1: care when he does. That's my prediction.
0: I've said this many times before. My feelings towards Randy Orton Absolutely depend on how he feels about wrestling When he is passionate about wrestling When he was feuding with Seth Rollins earlier this year There's very few people who match up with him In terms of what he can do in the ring There is one feud with Randy Orton
1: involved That I enjoyed in any amount at Mick all Mick Foley And oh, I wasn't even going to mention that one I mean I, that okay that that was the match where I first respected Randy Orton as a wrestler. Um that hardcore match that he had with Foley and I think he took yep. attacks he and did. all that. That was the first match when I looked at Randy Orton and I said, "Okay, there's something to this guy But after what was all. the
0: feud that you liked?
1: The feud that I enjoyed like just randomly is the one he had with Christian a few years back. I was not uh, watching so I the had the one more no match. Idea. They had a series of back-and-forth matches that were excellent, and Christian was never able to get it done, and everybody hated Randy Orton because Christian was a fan favorite at the time. and You know, whatever. But it was a good series of back-and-forth matches. It was good wrestling. Randy, as you said, was into it and passionate and delivering the goods. And I just don't feel like he does that very often.
0: It all depends. You know, he... And I don't want to compare him to Alberto Del Rio, but there are the similarities there. When both of them feel like... They're both Mexican, for instance. St. Louis, Mexico? (laughs) So, but when they care, they're great. When they don't care, they're just cash and paychecks. And Randy Orton has spent many times just cash and paychecks. His feud with Roman Reigns, I felt, was him just cash and paychecks back at SummerSlam of last year. So, but his feud with Rollins was good. So, I do hope he comes back. I wish him all the best in this uh, you know, in his recovery from this, uh, Daniel Br- Daniel Bryan has said that his WWE career may be over, but that doesn't mean his wrestling career may be over. Uh, do you think we see Daniel Bryan wrestle for WWE again? It depends how many more people get injured. Do you think he that he's another in case of emergency break glass kind of guy?
1: Potentially, but I don't know. I think if he has enough patience. Um, he'll eventually get cleared to wrestle by the WWE doctors and he'd be able to come back to this company. Um, and that, certainly he's not hurting financially, so the only impetus for him to leave WWE and wrestle in the indies is because he really loves it and wants to do it. And for what I know about Daniel Bryan, I could see that being true. I could see him... Really missing it and loving it and going to the indies not for the, any sort of money or for you know being able to continue to make any sort of money because he's set for life, but because he just mm-hmm. wants to do it. But then on the other hand, I think about how he has a wife at home and potentially maybe they're thinking family and certainly Brie Bella is a WWE gal for life. So once you start looking at those things sort of weighing in on it it becomes difficult me difficult for me to believe that he would be able to free himself from all the tethers in his life to the WWE and actually go through with becoming active in the indies again. Mm.
0: But hey, I think he still has a WWE career left in him. I think they're being very cautious, as they should be. I think they might be saving him for a special event. If they bring him out at the Royal Rumble, again, if he comes out and has a match at WrestleMania, a high-profile match... Wouldn't it be great if he came out at number 30 and immediately got dumped over the top rope? I would enjoy it. I would enjoy watching the Twitterverse explode. And wouldn't it be
1: great if he went on to lane to face Roman Reigns for, to be in the main event of WrestleMania and he were to lose and then he were to raise Roman Reigns' hand in victory like as though he were passing the torch? Wouldn't that be but great? But the problem
0: is he didn't come in at 30 in the 2015 Royal Rumble. He was Well, a- that's true. Number 18 or something, yeah. It was garbage, that's for sure. I do think he wrestles for WWE again. Um, I don't think it's a long-term thing. I think he might become a part-time guy where you know he wrestles maybe two or three matches and then goes away for a while. Oh good. I think his days of wrestling 300 days a year are over. Um, I, I also do think if WWE digs in its heels, I do think he can go to Ring of Honor. And it, you know, maybe WWE will try to use him as, you know, an emissary or something like that. You know, there yeah, are some yeah, I think that's definite true. matches in Japan that people would, you know, be all over themselves to see. I just wish he would cut the damn hair. He looks ridiculous. I, he, he looks like a hobo. It's the worst look.
1: <coughs> it's it's terrible. Yeah, Luke Harper looks better. Yeah, um, he looks. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else to
0: say. He looks. He looks terrible. All right. So we've talked about uh, Daniel Bryan. We talked about Randy Orton. Uh, before we get back into TLC, uh, Sting has probably. He, I think he said he's kind of accepted. He's probably never going to wrestle again. Um, but he's happy with his WWE run. How do you feel about Sting's WWE experience? It was terrible. It wasn't good. It definitely wasn't good. I don't know if you know it. He had some good moments. He he had um, a he had an all time moment at WrestleMania 30 with, you know, but that was because the NWO and DX were both there at the same time. That wasn't necessarily him. Um they had some good moments leading up to that match when he was feuding with Triple
1: H and they had him. Like I said there's that one, I don't even know if he was even there. They had that one night where different guys dressed up like Sting appeared all over the arena, yep. they were flashing the crow stuff. Like there was some cool wrestle silly stuff that happened mm-hmm. in that feud that was great. And honestly, the feud that he had with uh Seth Rollins like the guy who injures everybody. I mean that was good too. Even like the the goofiness of, around the statue. You know, that was entertaining. My only regret is he didn't win any matches. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything of importance. Oh uh, yeah. Why did why did we ever care who this Sting guy was? I don't know based off of his WWE run. Do we
0: see him again? Do you know, does yes. does he show up at WrestleMania 31 in some sort of hosting capacity or something? I think he wrestles again. You do. I I yeah. think he's done. I think I you know however old he is, fifty, sixty years old, and would, you know having that kind of thing, I think he's I think he's done. But maybe I, I'm not opposed to seeing him wrestle again. I just have a hard. I'd like to see a Sting John Cena match because those are two franchises. Because I don't think Shawn Michaels is coming back. All right, let's get back. I I would honestly, honestly, we, there was this big uproar a
1: while ago. We all thought we were going to see Undertaker versus Sting at a WrestleMania. That was the thing, and then it kind of got played down. Then the streak got broken. And then it didn't matter, and yada yada. I would like to see. I don't know how you get there story wise but I would like to see a double retirement match, Undertaker
0: versus Sting, at WrestleMania. I just don't think it would be, you know, these guys, as as admirable as they are for competing at their age and getting into this phenomenal shape, they need these supremely elite talents to help get them through the match. You take Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins out of that, that can be a train wreck of a show if you know, fifty six year old Undertaker and fifty year old Sting or however old they are wind up wrestling By each today's other.
1: standards, maybe. But I think those guys
0: could still put on a match that you would enjoy watching. I would enjoy the you know, the spectacle. I I would like to see a Sting entrance that's I mean is you're not- sitting
1: there watching wrestling from the eighties. Like you can't tell me I, I, right? I am.
0: I am, I am. But at the same time, I it's, again, those, you know, would I love to watch Undertaker and Sting from 1989 when Undertaker was mean Mark Callis? Sure, and I can go onto the WWE Network and probably watch that match. I mean, In fact, I may have already watched that match. I don't know that I need to see them in their old age. Do I want to see a Sting WrestleMania entrance that is not done in the daytime and with random Japanese drummers? Yes. Yes. Do I want to see an Undertaker entrance that is much more like Survivor Series and less like WrestleMania 31? Yes. Do I want to see all the wrestle magic, wrestle silly from that feud? Absolutely. Absolutely. Am I terrified of the match? Absolutely. I think it would be serviceable. So,
1: but match of fun. the night? No. But could they put together something?
0: I think they could. Now you bring up my penchant for watching old wrestling which brings us to our second only two emails this week which is still good two is better than none but uh, I challenge you out there folks DDT wrestling at gmail.com get your ideas heard let's get some new blood out there we got Charles Charlie Chaz today and our, and our second email I say it every week you want to be the best friends
1: of the hosts of DDT wrestling you want to be best and friends with D.C. Matthew. And who doesn't? You
0: want to be best friends with Doc Manson. Well, the only way to do that is to send us an email. I have 1,004 followers. Be my best friend. Uh, is from PJ. Our good friend PJ, the Pajarian at underscore PJ90. And PJ says, WWE. A repeat from PJ. A repeat from PJ. He's, he's one of our best friends because he emails all the time. WWE is. has recently added a lot of footage From the old territory days to the network I've been enjoying work Except for Stampede Wrestling Yeah, what's the story with that? Bret Hart owns the matches? Is that what I heard? Bret Hart apparently has the rights to all of the footage That he appears in So he dug his heels in and made a scene And they pulled the
1: stuff? He, I don't think he made a scene But I think he called up Vince and said Hey, I own this So if you want to show it You're going to have to compensate me <sighs> And it sounds like it's probably going to happen, but the deal just has to be made. It was a business oversight, really. I don't really think anybody's at fault there. I don't think anybody's mad at each other. It's just a matter of,
0: Brett does own that footage, and if he didn't get paid for it, then... I suppose that's true, though, again, you want to talk about guys who should be financially set for life. Brett Hart is one of them. Yeah, I suppose. All right, let's go back to the Pajarian. I've been enjoying working my way through this footage and seeing a lot of legends, either in their prime, Dusty and Flair... In the NWA, or just starting out in the business, Chris Jericho is one of the thrill seekers in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. D- now no, he didn't say that. I added the thrill seekers part because I know what the name of the tag team. Uh-huh. B- bonus points, earn my respect. There, Doc Manson, who was Chris Jericho's tag partner <laughs> in the thrill seekers. I have. Uh, be, come on, I've never even seen be, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Be serious for a moment and tell me who the tag team partner was. I just gave you the hint, if I could be serious for a moment. Heath Ledger. No, Lance Storm, who again I suppose could, also you do. How would know. I know who Lance Storm Because that was his gimmick, he could, if I could be serious for a moment. Alright, do you guys have any interest in these old shows? Well, I suppose Doc Hansen no. just answered that question for you. I obviously <laughs> do, though I have not, I've been so busy with NAI 150, I haven't had a chance to watch anything. I barely got through NXT. Um, I can barely watch the wrestling from the 90s now.
1: I tried watching some of the early Attitude Era stuff, and I can barely watch that.
0: I've had a very hard time. I tried watching some of their real old school stuff like from the late 70s. I couldn't do it. When the network first started, I, that might have been my
1: problem. When the network first started, I said, I'm going to go back to the beginning. And I looked up like the absolute oldest show that was on the network at that time,
0: And I think that scared me off. Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe I need to give it another shot. I think
0: think when we do, and I've said when DDT Daily happens, come on, billionaires, pay us. Pay us to do this all day long. Um, I I think you would enjoy parts of it. There are definitely parts of it. You enjoyed watching some of the Halloween Havocs when we did that back in October. Yeah, the the dumb parts. Well, that's that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the dumb parts. All right, so PJ ends his email talking about how the library was one of the exciting things for him. And he's glad to see they're putting it up. I agree with you, PJ, but I will say this. You and I are in the minority. Most people are like Doc Manson and don't care about the archives footage, which is is why I see, which is why I'm being told on these things. There are a lot of modern names showing up in the NAI 150. Who is the best female wrestler of all time? Sasha Banks is close to winning.
1: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The issue with that is that you have an online survey that you're promoting largely through Twitter. I don't think a lot of people our age or older that were way big into wrestling in the time frames you're talking about are necessarily super active on Twitter in the same uh, groups that you are advertising to. I'm not saying they're not out there, but you
0: I don't think you've connected with too many of them yet. So do I? do I need to start sending out a mailer,
1: no. But I'm just saying. I think your results are indicative I need of the
0: f- audience that you've. Fostered. Do I need to find a telegraph Morse code? Nai one fifty. I'm just. I'm just asking. I would love to get a wider swath of people to take part in this, but I. I have the. The way I get myself heard is through Twitter. And yes, you're right. I am appealing to a very young demographic, as evidenced by the surveys that I'm seeing. But I am I will someday go through the old stuff. I will probably do it randomly unless they get everything. My problem is I want to see from day 1 to the end day and I don't want any breaks in between. I would be watching more if I could get all of that stuff, but they if you know when ECW TV puts up five new episodes that doesn't do anything for me because I want all the episodes. I want to see that whole thing, uh, and I also just have way too many quests. I'm supposed to be watching a WrestleMania a week and reviewing it, b- building up to WrestleMania. I wrote one article and then never watched a WrestleMania because I got busy with other things. I just this is, this is the story of my life: is I come up with these great ideas, or at least I think they're great ideas, and then I don't have the attention span to finish them. I don't know why but somehow we're still podcasting. This is it's cuz of you. I don't know that I'd still be doing I don't know that I'd still be doing this one man show that I was trying to do. Writing <laughs> no? writing poems Grizzly
1: Matthews
0: wouldn't have, Writing poems with the names broken out and done his own skit every Writing poems and- with the names of the PWI 500. So I don't know now that said, you
1: said I don't have an appreciation for the old stuff, but I actually do. I think it's awesome that it's on the network, and I think it's really cool that it's there for me to watch at any time. I, I'm sort of, you know, dissatisfied with myself that I don't want to go watch it. It's awesome that it's there, and it's, it's a good, it's a fantastic resource. What I really want from the network though is I want a button that just plays the wrestling, like I, pick a promotion, plays the wrestling, and plays it in order of all the events chronologically. But again, you have to have everything, and they don't have everything. Right, right. That's the thing. That's the issue. I want to just press play on the Attitude Era, and I want to see the pay-per-views dropped in Chronologically appropriate. Yes. I don't want to have to go looking it up. There's Raw. Th- I just want to press play, and then when I come back, hit resume, yeah. and it just keeps there's going. There's Raw. All that there's
0: SmackDown. There's the pay per yes. views. That's what there I should want. Be a, the there match. should be a button that lets you skip a match or skip a segment. You know, if all of us... I
1: mean, that's the other thing. That's the other thing I learned trying to watch some of those early attitude eras. You're watching it and you're saying, oh, man, I can't wait to see what The Rock is up to this week and what Stone Cold's up to this week. And then there's an hour and a half of everybody other than Stone Cold and The Rock. And you're kind of like, I don't remember any of this. It's Mark
0: Henry versus Brackus, who's a guy you have to go to, you know wikipedia to look up who he is i just saw him online somewhere so i remember him you watch you know and there should be a button so you can skip it and there should be a button where if you don't care there should be a random playlist where it'll pick something from the wwe network and it will randomly play some event and so you sit down and it doesn't matter what the story is you just watch something randomly again yeah. Lots, of, lots of things we could fix. All right. At some point, thank you, PJ. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, everyone, for your emails. Wrestling at gmail.com. Please make us feel loved and appreciated. Uh, Lori knows we don't get that anywhere else in our I, lives. I swear, we're eventually going to finish this TLC thing. We've gotten through one match. There are five more. And I'll just name them so you don't have to try. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Sheamus. That's true. All right, let's talk about the main event. Roman Reigns uh, versus Sheamus in a TLC match for the World Heavyweight Title. Uh how have you felt about the League of Nations in its first weeks? It's fine. Our, it's a it's it's a it's a loose
1: team of people who are put together because they all come from different places. And they weren't really doing anything else, so people let's put them together. People have
0: said that that they want a backstory. They want to know how the League of Nations was formed. And I'm like, well, all the heels share a locker room, so I'm sure right. they just got together.
1: And it doesn't bother me. I don't. I, I just. But again, in terms of being invested in the League of Nations, I think it's a great idea. I said this when Sheamus was crowned champion. It wasn't what we were hoping for but we got to see the resurgence of a guy who's capable. I said that also about Wade Barrett that next day, like on Raw, and I think that was when Rusev got repatched a little bit, and I'm feeling the same way about Del Rio. These are all guys who are perfectly capable. They're not the ones we had in mind. We Maybe we wanted to see a Dean Ambrose heel turn, whatever, but all these guys, I think, are perfectly capable of being top guys, and they're getting the chance. Mm-hmm. So hopefully
0: something comes of this. Are us. you sad, that Mex America is no more. No. And I don't, no. I don't know that anyone is besides maybe the people who make rascal scooters. Do you think Zeb Coulter shows up again? Does he now go with Swagger? Because they have a chairs match. Let's save the main event for the end. They have a chairs match at TLC Swagger versus Del Rio.
1: Del Rio. In a
0: chairs match for the U.S. title.
1: Jack Swagger's on a pay-per-view
0: out of nowhere. Jack Swagger's in a title match on a pay-per-view out of nowhere. Yeah. You want to talk about resurgence? We got resurgence from all sorts of people, even the people we. I don't
1: think Jack Swagger has it, though. We didn't want all him to. All those other guys. I think all those other guys have potential to have a
0: good career. I don't believe that about Jack Swagger. Anymore. I d- I do. I think Jack Swagger is a fine talent who just needs to find his place in the world. I don't know that the All American American is his place. No, it's not. You know, I don't think that's what we need him to be. I'm terrified that when John Cena comes back, which is going to happen sooner rather than later, I'm sure, when John Cena comes back. Jack Swagger's gonna be like Mini Cena, and it's gonna be the League of Nations versus the All Americans, plural. Cena and Swagger, and maybe they'll pick one other person. But I don't know. I just I don't like him being the All American American guy. You know, he's a guy. I remember Chris Nowinski the guy before he got the head concussions and you know he had the letterman jacket he kind of was the frat boy that's what i see when i see jack swagger i see every stereotypical 80s college frat boy bad guy that's who i think he needs to be i, I yeah i see that i guess but, but i i'm uh, i'm glad i'm excited to see him in a match i do like watching him wrestle i do like him wrestling i would have taken 16 Damian sandow's over this, I, I just don't. I, I I don't know if we ever see Damien Sandow again. Uh, Simon Gotch, one of the VOD villains, <clears throat> tweeted out that if a WWE superstar could come down to join the VOD villains, it would be Damian Sandow. That is now what I'm. That is now my highest hope for him, is that he gets to go to NXT and become a VOD villain for a couple of weeks. That's as much as I can hope for from him, because I. I don't know why they would yeah. ever bring him back, and I it's I'm sad to say that, especially when Adam Rose again had an entertaining little Rosebush segment on Raw and is more interesting now than he's been since NXT. But I, I just don't think they see it. I think they're like, all right, we tried, it didn't work, we're done with him, we'll eventually fire him. This makes me sad. I, well, let's talk about something. Oh, Del Rio or Swagger? You didn't product it. Del Rio. How dumb do I want to look? I'm never afraid of feeling dumb. We will have a new United States champion, and his name will be Jack... Zeb Coulter. I'm, Zeb Coulter will help Jack Swagger win. <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, that seems probable. Maybe...
0: Oh, no. Cesaro's hurt. Dang. Cesaro's hurt. All right. Yeah. Zeb Coulter helps Jack Swagger win. I'll go ahead... And predict, and I know I'm gonna be wrong, but it'll be fun. I'll predict Jack Swagger wins the US title and uh probably does nothing with it, but at least he'll win it. So all right. What's Wade Barrett doing? Anything? No. Wade Barrett, I I'm guessing Wade Barrett is comes out with Sheamus. You know, and do something with it. Oh, Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. That's on this card. Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental title. Oddly enough, no stipulation. Despite the fact that this is a TLC pay per view, it is just <laughs> a match. Couldn't you make it a street fight? Couldn't you make it a false count anywhere match? It'll be a. Do we have a ladder match yet? We yeah. do have a ladder match. Which one is that? That is for the tag team titles New Day versus Usos versus Lucha Dragons in a triple threat ladder match. Which should be good.
1: And we have a chairs match. Yep. We And the tables match
0: is the Dudleys, I presume? Yep. We have a tables, a ladders, a chairs, and a tables, ladders, and, and chairs. But
1: our... What's the... But our... So then we're going to have a stairs match. Uh,
0: I don't know that they're advertising this as tables, ladders, chairs, is, and wait, stairs. Wait, so
1: the main event... Does the main event have a stipulation either? It's TLC. So everything goes. Yes.
0: Uh, okay. Yes, because Roman Reigns needs tables, ladders, and chairs to get over. So Dean Ambrose and Kevin
1: Owens have no stipulation. No,
0: neither does Charlotte versus Paige. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. Am- Ambr- Ambrose. That's going to be a, that's that's going to be. Now to be fair, Ambrose and Owens don't need a stipulation to have a good match. Nope. They don't. Some of these other guys, <coughs> Roman Reigns, might need a stipulation to have a good match, especially against. She- now, she- I would like
1: to see Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens have a stipulation match, though, because I feel like those guys could use that stuff in imaginative, creative, mm-hmm. interesting ways uh, that other people perhaps would not. Now, maybe,
0: and again, but they And again, I'm I'm guessing, and I'm probably being very Id- idyllic in doing so. Maybe because this is the beginning of their feud, they have a gimmick match at the Royal Rumble, and it just carries over. Maybe that's it. But I agree. You give them any stipulate, you know, Kevin Steen's done ladder matches before and done very well with them. Dean Ambrose has done cell matches, popcorn truck, hot dog cart, trunk of the car matches, and done... He did Money in the Bank a couple of times, yeah, right? I, I would assume so. So... He did the Intercontinental Ladder match at WrestleMania. So I I go. think they would do just fine. Maybe there will be a stipulation added, but I'm guessing it's just a regular match. But I'm still – that might be – Match of the night. That's probably – I'm looking forward to the tag team match, but I'm pro- – that is on par with it. The Which
1: tag team match are you looking
0: forward to? New Day versus Usos oh, okay. versus Lucho well, make sure I you weren't talking uh, – make sure you weren't talking about – uh, the elimination match. I'm excited for that because I like matches like that, the Survivor Series style, where one person gets eliminated, then another, then another. Isn't it weird that that match wasn't on Survivor
1: Series? It's a, and it's it's a little odd. happening now instead. A, but regardless, they were in different places story-wise. Know so
0: Ambrose fans. and Owens, what do you think? It's going to be a great Intercontin- match. match product it. Um, Owens, Ambrose. Who wins? Owens. I'm going to say that. I don't think Dean Ambrose wins the Intercontinental title. I think... Although, what would... I could see it, though. I could see it. (sighs) I just, in my head, wrote a very quick story where every member of the family, which is apparently the proposed name for Roman Reigns' stable, every member of the family wins a title except Roman Reigns. Usos win the tag titles, Ambrose wins the Intercontinental title, Roman fails to win the world title... I would like living in a world where that happened. I would enjoy seeing what they did with that story-wise. But I'm going to say Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is doing such a nice job with that belt and making it relevant and just being Kevin Owens that... I just don't know that the League of Nations survives credibly if you drop all the gold. Well, and why is Kevin Owens, who is from Canada... a a nation not in the United States. Why is he not a member of the League of Nations besides the fact that he'd steal all their thunder? Yeah. Why is he not part of it? Yeah, I guess that's it, right? Stealing the thunder.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know, Because,
0: again, you have your world champion, your U.S. champion, your tag champions are adjacent members, and yet your Intercontinental champion is not. That doesn't make any sense to me. All right, but I think I'll say Owens wins because I just like seeing him uh, work all right. Tag titles: New Day versus Usos versus Lucha Dragons ladder match for the tag belts. Your thoughts there, Doctor Doctor Manson? I I don't know.
1: Uh, I would probably let New Day hold on to it, but the Usos have been back for a hot minute, so it kind of seems like sooner rather than later those belts get dumped onto them, right? Because that's Pretty much their entire gimmick is we're family-friendly champions. Uh, so I don't know. But Lucha Dragons could get their moment in the sun too, I suppose. I think they're due. Um, and I gotta tell you, man. Last couple of weeks, I had come around on New Day. But they are jumping the shark. With the, uni- for with the unicorn thing? It's not the unicorn thing. That piece of merch is fine. But just the way they're coming out now, and they're just completely over the top and loud and obnoxious, like they're 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 not on the side of entertaining that I want them to be on anymore they're They're starting to tip the scale to legitimately unwatchable. And I don't like what they're doing to other people's characters. Like, I understand Sasha Banks and them have this cute little thing going on backstage and on Twitter, but when you have them come out and celebrate with her and suddenly she's twerking on Raw, and this is Sasha Banks, the boss. Do we remember who the boss is? The one who's kind of above it all and better than this? To suddenly just be part of this comedy act, twerking it? Just buying into this whole, just gotta get noticed any way I can get noticed. That's what I'm reading from that grouping overall. Getting noticed by any means necessary. Like, that just... We talked a while back about ruining Lana as a strong female character. And I kind of feel like that's what's happening to Sasha Banks. Not to say she ever got an opportunity to be a strong character on Raw. Ever since she left NXT, she's kind of just been floundering. But she had the potential as a performer to regain what she had in NXT, and now I just... I don't see that as happening anymore.
0: This, what do you This think? might be a conversation better saved for another day. I'm not sure WWE really wants strong female characters... You know, like you said, they did what they did to Lana, and maybe she's on her way back, but she spends most of her time talking about how lovely it is being snuggled up next to her man, Rusev. Summer Rae is window dressing and is, you know, following around Tyler Breeze, who obviously cares much more for himself than for her. Uh, Sasha Banks, as you just eloquently put it, went from the boss to a GIF machine. I still can't remember how to—did I say it right this time? (laughs) GIF. GIF. I mean I say GIF. A GIF. The correct way is GIF.
1: I as I had in the original argument. I I, I don't want to go back into this. I just honestly way. can never
0: remember how to say it. The GIF machine. I, I um, say GIF. But... And then you have Charlotte and Page, who I I am so incredibly depressed. I'm just confused what they're doing in that Well, And and, and, and Miz, I honestly, I turned off the TV in disgust. It is rare that I do that when watching pro wrestling. I'll skip past things, but I'm not disgusted. I'm just like, I'm not interested in this. this What were you disgusted with? Just Charlotte's performance on Miz TV. Was it I'm like that? She was snarky and she was, you know, obviously, you know, she didn't seem comfortable. Rick Fla- with the Ric Flair is the puppet master, you know, he's Kilgrave behind the scenes, to use a Jessica Jones reference, you know, trying to tell her what to do. And it, ju- it just was bad. She, you know, she's doing these obvious heel things and playing up the, you know, she's, and it was just, it was, I turned the television off and I was like, I choose not to watch that because... Like, I get it. She's got the Flair legacy. They've been, you know, building it up.
1: They've been using the theme music, do it with Flair. She's been doing the woos. I get it that they want to capitalize on that heritage.
0: But they... But
1: they, they don't need to do it that way. They they took... And, 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 they, and, they, and, and so I'm sorry to cut you off, but but they didn't earn it. Hmm. They just suddenly had her come out with Rick. And suddenly she's now the dirtiest player in the game because that's what Ric Flair was. Well, yes. They didn't get there organically. No. They just, within two weeks, she's now coming out in leather pants with matching Rolexes. I,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry. But you're absolutely right. They, they took everything away from her that made her such a special NXT talent. In NXT, she was just the natural athlete and you knew she was the daughter of Ric Flair but she didn't pop it in your face it was just the fact that she is a physical specimen and a natural talent who was better than you most of the time that was what made her so good and then they bring her up to WWE she starts wearing pink she's got the facial glitter which is not anywhere near what her character was down in NXT that I was I didn't
1: find that... Well, you're right, but I didn't find that offensive. I didn't... I just
0: saw it as a bad sign. I'm like, okay, they're trying to make her a diva. And again, this goes back to this whole non-strong female characters thing. They want... You know, there's a reason Mrs. Matthews doesn't watch women's wrestling and is not a big fan of anyone watching women's wrestling because it either objectifies or demeans women. And I'm beginning to see that point of view because here is... Charlotte, supreme talent, supreme heritage, and now not only is she starting to, you know, do the very stereotypical Bella type things. That's what bothered me is I heard her, I saw her and I said, "You're doing a Bella if the Bellas happen to be related to wrestlers. You're doing all of the things that a Bella would do and that's not who you are." And if a Diva's Revolution is going to mean you're going to turn into a Bella, I would have preferred no revolution at all.
1: Yeah. And, like, it's just... The whole revolution is in a weird place, right? Paige has been this heel character now for a while. But now it's turning out that she was right about Charlotte all along. So all those dastardly evil things that she did and said... Like, the comment she made about Reed Flair was out of line. And it was a... No matter how you read that line it was a heelish thing to say, right? And yet, somehow, in all of this, we've come to the other end of the story, and it turns out Paige was right. Mm -hmm. Charlotte is, in fact, only using the Flair name to get where she got, and Paige, despite saying something in a very negative way, has been proven right. So she was actually the good guy in all of this? It doesn't make any sense, no. and maybe it's me trying to put good guy, bad guy faces on everything. But it just the story is
0: so convoluted. It's well, and and, and it's it's the tale of two weeks, two Mondays ago when uh, Charlotte and Becky had the match, and Charlotte cheated to win. I loved that storytelling because you were blurring the lines, and I think yeah. that's okay to blur the lines and be like, all right, Paige acted like a heel, but she's telling the truth, and if
1: and if. And if they wanted to do that slowly over the course of six months and then, you know, coming out out of WrestleMania or whatever, now suddenly Shrout's turned a new leaf and we've seen hints of it all along and the influence of Flair as her... as Ric Flair, as her manager, has been growing over her. Like, if you wanted to earn that change in her character over time,
0: I would have been fine with it. Yeah. Well, and this... Because everything in my life these days ties into the NAI one hundred and fifty, I ask at one point what the optimal number of pay-per-views would be, and the answer to me is not twelve. You have three weeks to tell a story, so they're trying to put what could be months of a story into a three-week time compressor to get from Survivor Series to TLC, and it was just and 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 I just don't know,
1: yeah, I just don't know why they do that. They're they're under no obligation to compress. They can have multiple matches. You can have things happen so one story beat, instead of having one story beat happen every week, you can have one story beat happen over the course of three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And have the feud last three pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong well, with and that.
0: It, and again, we're getting into this very deep philosophical thing. We're, we're just not interested in doing TLC predictions, obviously. Uh, it's a three-hour show. It's a three-hour show, so they feel like they have to do a story beat a week because I've got 180 minutes to fill or whatever it is without commercials. So I need to tell a part of the Page Charlotte storyline because that's what's happening. And so, again, I was just kind of disgusted with how it turned out. You went from excellent storytelling to... What I considered to be very awkward and poor storytelling. Charlotte, like you said, did not look comfortable. Anytime Ric Flair comes out, it's all about him, which irritates me. He should not be styling and profiling on the way to the ring. He should be... She was doing fine on her She's the star. You need to let her be the star. You do not come out there, you 70-year-old man, and get yourself over. You're a 16-time world champion. You're already over. Stop being drunk and playing to the crowd and let your daughter do what she's supposed to do because you're sucking the air out of it Um, I hope Paige wins I don't think Paige will win but I hope Paige wins because she's done a better job with her character than uh, Charlotte has done with hers so I hope Paige wins that's my hopeful prediction what do you think?
1: Charlotte wins they're building Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I, mean. um,
0: I I didn't make my tag team prediction, and and I don't know that you did either. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I'm going to just be bold with this pay per view, and I will say the Lucha Dragons win the tag titles. I'm going to say the you. So all right, so because again, New Day doesn't need the belts. I I don't mind. You know, I thought the New Day. Was entertaining in there. That's fine. Oscar can do whatever he wants. You just let the dog go, put a picture up of him, and nobody will care.
1: Um, do you, otherwise, going back for just one half a minute sure. here, do you agree with anything I had to say about New Day? I obviously the effect that they're having on Sasha, you agree with.
0: I well, I think Team Bad is going nowhere, anyways. Yeah, so that was that was a gif. Plain and simple, that was a gif, and something a you want Sasha, you want sasha fine here, and judging by all of my friends and I love you all on the neighborhood, they were very happy with that they yeah, were very i just don 't i just that. I just think it's poor i I think new day is they 've gone a little too far with the unicorn i don 't even know why the unicorn thing came out, maybe it was when Xavier was hurt or something um Darned if I remember. I, but hey, I, that's one heck of a piece of merch, right? And You're going to sell millions well, of those. And they will. I'm finding myself less excited about New Day because they're not doing anything new. The trombone was... Did you notice that? Did you notice that?
1: That's another thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah, it's exactly the point I would make. They were they were innovating for a while. They were doing new things. They were yes. pulling out the trombone. They were doing the hairstyles. They were doing these other... Ra- now they have a shtick. And they're sticking to Mm -hmm. the shtick.
0: Well, and I'm wondering if, again, and, and I'm making a lot of assumptions about the creative machine in WWE, I did so with Charlotte, and I'm doing it again here, I wonder if that's WWE, we gave you lots of freedom. And now you're popular. So now we're going to control you a little bit more because now you're popular and we care about you. But you're right. The trombone was new. The dancing was new. Kofi skipping to the ring was new. The hair thing was new. And again, I'm excited to see what Xavier does with his hair for TLC if he does something cool just because it's entertaining. But I'm no longer like they are the best part of Raw. Do you know what the best part of Raw was? You tell me DC what do you think the best part of RAW was Stardust and Titus O'Neil Yes I said that myself <laughs> That was that I, I and I'm reminded of cuz when we grew up and I think you were watching with us at this point but my friends from high school and I Booker T Goldust Rock Hurricane all of that wrestle silly stuff was our favorite thing in the whole wide world and that's what this is. Watch
1: out! There's a hurricane
0: coming Can through. you read at the highest level? That might be Perfect. the best line Perfect. in 2015. It was just so... Amazing. And the way that he said well Exactly. It. Oh. Exactly. I, I know a lot of Perfect people want – A lot of people have been on Twitter all for, for years now or at least a year and a half saying they want Cody back. They want Cody back. I got to tell you, I'm not seeing as much of that anymore. And I think it's because Stardust is starting to grow on people. And if they're going to be silly about it like this, I, I just loved that. It's a quick little thing, but the two of them together are great. I'm excited to see where that goes. New Day is no longer must-watch television for me. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so I'm going to say Lucha Dragons. You're going to say The Usos. Uh, We both said Owens. That brings us to our main event. It is a TLC match, and it is kind of uh, not an afterthought, but it is not the thing that either of us are most looking forward to. Sheamus and Roman Reigns. I think the build has been fine. I like the League of Nations. I'm glad to see these guys getting a chance to shine. I'm glad to see them. I'm glad to see Rusev starting to be the Rusev that I really enjoyed earlier this year around Royal Rumble time when I really wanted him to win. And not just because it meant Roman Reigns would lose. So I think this match will be good. Um, Roman Reigns did very well in the Hell in a Cell match with Bray Wyatt, so I'm hoping he gets the chance to put a little, sw- pardon the pun, swagger, not jack swagger. You know, I'd like him to be a little bit more confident and, you know, doing that. I think I didn't catch the segment with the tater tots. I don't understand what everyone is so upset about. I guess in the main event segment, the brawl, maybe you didn't watch it either. I certainly skipped it. Um, he said something. I think he either called Seamus Tater Tots or something. Um, you know, people, of course... I think I've got it on the DVR. I'm going to have to People, go back of course, accused him of being racist because, uh, <laughs> you know, Irish people like potatoes, so calling him Tater Tots is racist.
1: Yeah, I mean, in this PC world that... I, I have I have heard, you know, reducing a race of people down to a potato has been considered so racist. I, I, in some I don't venues. know. I
0: think he's trying very much to be the Rock, and he's not the Rock, and he needs to stop trying to be the Rock. You can be. He needs to be Diesel. You can be a big big star without trying to be the Rock. He needs to be Diesel. He
1: needs to just be the big, strong, silent guy. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, then even Diesel at some point got the cocky attitude. You know, he Kevin Nash came out at some point when he sure. But he needs to be the like you said, the silent guy. He doesn't need to do what he's trying to do. Um, I do think Seamus wins. I don't think I think Roman Reigns wins his first title at WrestleMania. I really do. I think this all is you know leading up to something. Like I said weeks ago,
1: this is the Roman Reigns show from now until yes. WrestleMania.
0: Yes. It is Roman Reigns' world. We are all just living in it.
1: And I don't understand why they do that because if they would just, you know, push somebody else, the ratings would rebound and they'd be in such a better place. I, I just don't understand why. Why they don't seem to be responding to the ratings well, being so low? I mean, and they keep just force feeding us Roman Reigns. Why would they do that? The ratings just keep going down, 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 and yet somehow they don't seem to get the message. Do that?
0: I don't know. I'd be interested to see. I heard the ratings were down. That was again. all sarcasm. I know it was
1: okay. Just making I know sure. It was. I don't know if all the you know all the readers out there in the neighborhood are aware. How many people are reading this podcast? Well, we get all sorts of people writing in, so those are our readers are now. All right. Well, <laughs> come on, faithful readers, write in.
0: But they listen to the show.
1: Nope, nope, nope. I don't want to hear it, faithful readers. All right, um, were you going to make a point? Because I just keep railroading <laughs> you. I, I apologize. I, I,
0: that's what happens when we hit two hours. I get obstinate to the oh, extreme. we are after the two hours. Wow, <laughs> yeah. this is the longest DDT wrestling on record, I believe. All right, um, then let's wrap it up here. Don't sound so excited. <laughs> I am excited, but I've got, you know, the NAI 150 I'm also excited about. Um, no, I don't want to do any of those. So let's end here with with TLC. Uh, let's combine the two. We talked about TLC. We talked about TakeOver. Uh, when we talk next week, which will probably be, be after both of those shows, what is the one thing you're going to want that you're going to be just bursting with excitement about? Besides the it's obvious... obvious.
1: It's Asuka, man.
0: Besides the obvious one, pick something other than Asuka that you're going to be excited about. Um, I, mm, mm. I'll i go first huh. while we wait for you. Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> go ahead. I'll pick two quick things. Um, number one, I will be excited to see Sami Zayn back in the ring because I do like his work a great deal, and I like his entrance music. I'm debating getting oh, it Scott. for my ringtone. Um, Number two I think Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose Are going to have a barn burner Of a match And I I think they're going to take it and say We don't need a stipulation We will be better than every other match And we don't need a table, a ladder, or a chair I'll be honest with you When you first asked me the question What am
1: I going to be excited about After all those shows are over And we're back here talking The thing that came to my mind was their match But I have a feeling I'm going to really enjoy That match in the moment and then I'm going to see some really great wrestling on TakeOver four days later, and then by the time we talk on Thursday night or later I'm not going to be able to remember much about that Owens-Ambrose match, unless you specifically recall it from my memory, you know what I mean I, just, I even when I get to see something, I think it's going to be a fantastic match, I'm probably going to be super uh, happy with how it turns out, but I, it just doesn't stick in my craw like that, you know what I mean I don't know if I would maintain excitement for that having seen it five days ago by the time we talk again. You know I, I, mean? I think
0: that's fair. Um, and again, you're going to be all on the Oscar, and Express. And we're going to have... just Well, just don't forget, we're also, after TLC
1: and before TakeOver, going to have another Raw. So we're going to be that
0: much further past... Owens Ambrose. By the time we talk, which again. is why we need to do daily podcasts because we'll talk about TLC on Monday, and then we'll talk about Raw on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday you'll answer all the TLC or my NAI one hundred and fifty. Then Thursday we'll talk about NXT. Friday we'll do more NAI one hundred and fifty. What about SmackDown? Nobody watches SmackDown. Somebody really liked how offended I it was. Reese. Uh, somebody really liked how offended I was when. You said, you know, it was like, you know, I don't watch Ryback. Baxter, you know, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> All right. So when we come back to you, because we're going to wrap this show up, folks, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, we have latkes to eat. Um, I hope that when we come back together, we're going to talk about two excellent pay-per-view caliber events. I know they're on the network, so they don't really count as pay-per-views anymore and i hope that you paid 999 to view them i hope that we, that's technically true i hope that we are surprised by something i hope that we're talking about something that happens on either of the shows that ge- i always that hope genuinely that. shocks us i hope for a i would like at least one mark out moment between now and the next time we talk
1: well, i will make one guarantee what's that it will not be the return of Shane McMahon.
0: Here comes money! And that's, and that's a guarantee. All right. He is Doc Manson. You can find him I on sure Twitter. Am. At Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews. You can find sure me is. on Twitter. At DC Matthews. That's NAI. not important. DDT Wrestling at gmail.com. Be our best friends. And we will see you around the neighborhood.